Hello and welcome, Mindful Manifesting, show number 22, where we're going to be talking about how to free yourself from the disease of doubt so you can accomplish your goals with confident ease. This is Ariana Rollins, founder of SchoolofSelfRevolution.com. A little bit about a school of self-revolution and why we exist. We're gifted with a reasoning mind and intuition to enable us to connect with that higher knowing and wisdom so we could create a life we desire. Well, for many people, they get disconnected from about mid-20s, and they lose sight of what they wanted, why you came here to experience life, and we start living another person's dreams. We're meant to be filled with happiness, joy, love, compassion, harmony. That's what we're supposed to be all about. So let's get started, shall we? So we're talking today about overcoming this disease of doubt. And you may wonder why I call it a disease. If it's a disease, well, those can be healed, right? Remember back to a time you observed a child trying to perform a new skill, like crawling or walking. You may remember the child pulls themselves up using a chair or table. We all did this, so let's speak about your experience. Then you attempted to move between objects, stumbling to the next solid piece of furniture. Those were your first steps. Not beautiful, but hey, they were effective. You now walk without even thinking about how to do it. You walk up steps. You may even run. But at first, it was a new skill, right? Now imagine if you, the child, doubted your ability. You didn't believe you could walk. You might have felt that trying to walk was dangerous. Oh, what might happen if you fall? Obviously, this rarely happens as most people successfully learn to walk. And thank goodness for that. Even with the bumps and bruises, you kept at it until you were literally running perhaps a marathon. So what happens between childhood and now? We had that boldness. We had that certainty. Why don't we go into learning new things with that confident, I'm going to accomplish it, I'm going to succeed? Is it simply the grace given to children or maybe our innocent, what may some people may say, naive mind that can't perceive failure? Well, desire to walk was the only thing that you had in your mind that was filling your mind. You had a complete absence of doubt. You didn't know doubt. You only had desire. I want to walk. I want to get over to the kitchen to grab that cookie jar. Or I want to go be able to walk with my doggy and not have to be in a, a little stroller. Then you grew up. You're now maybe a teenager, early adult, and it, you experience your first hurt. Maybe a loss of love. Maybe you were let go from your job or you had a health challenge or an accident or something else. Now, here's the thing. When you're working with the unconscious mind, this is the value of learning how to access your unconscious mind, because it holds all your life experiences down to the smallest details. They've been recorded in the vast realms of your unconscious, almost like a tape player. All the experiences are recorded so you can draw on those experiences and be better at it the next time. In a sense, it helps you automate things, make things happen faster and easier, like when you first started to walk or you started to crawl, and now you can run. 
This is the way the unconscious mind is trained to work. It helps you get things done faster, more efficient. Can you even imagine if we had to learn to walk again every day? Now, your unconscious mind doesn't distinguish between the experiences that are loving and the ones you want more of or the experiences that are filled with loss or suffering. It automates all of them. And here's why it does it. It wants you to be better at what you want. And it wants, you to, it wants to prevent future loss. It wants to create the situations you want. It's quite fabulous that we get access to this incredible machine, the unconscious mind. Now, some of those experiences that we talked to, as we talked about might have some feeling of loss in it. Now, those unfortunate moments create an emotional scar. Now, you may have recovered from that event. You may not even think about it anymore. You may have got over it and you moved on. Well, at least at the surface level. Because with unconscious scars, they're completely hidden from us. Remember, the unconscious is designed to protect you from future loss. Now, here's the rub. Here's the trouble. Is that if you're approached with this potential opportunity for love, for money, for success, and there's anything similar to that opportunity that you had an emotional scar, that some event happened in your past, and it is similar to that, this is what happens. You get shut down, and you don't even know why. You could start to think about all the things that could go wrong, and you start to doubt your ability to succeed. You're no longer that energetic, enthusiastic child pulling yourself up to start walking. You're now looking at all the things that you could bump into and why even try. Because by not knowing what event your unconscious is operating from, what it remembers that you're not even aware of, you only see the effects of the scar you see that you're not taking action on what you really want. Or you've got some doubt, fear, worry rolling around in your mind, and it's got you so occupied. There's an expression when I lived in England is just so perfect. You called, you know, you have your knickers in a twist, knickers as in underpants. And it's like so silly, but it's uncomfortable, right? And we don't know how to get it straight. We're not trained how to get it straight. We're not trained to even figure out what was the event that's creating, in a sense, an unconscious performance limit. It's stopping us from being confident, from being able, from being filled with certainty and hope and belief in our capacities. Now, here's the thing that with the unconscious, unlike our body, you know, when we cut ourselves, you know, we bleed and it cleanses the cut, and then the body magically closes up the cut. I had a paper cut just this weekend, and, you know, those are painful. I mean, it's small. I mean, it's not like a real bad illness, but, I mean, it hurt, and it was bleeding. And now as I look, exactly, it's been by my thumb, it's almost completely gone. Really, that's quite magical. My body closed the cut up. Now, Here's the thing is the body does this without my conscious participation. I'm not directing it. Hey, I've got a cut right underneath the bottom of my thumb and it's hurting. I just let it go 
and I trust that this wound will close. Amazing, wondrous thing that our body does this, right? So why aren't emotional scars automatically healed? Well, the answer is really quite complex and profound. It would violate your free will. I'll explain it with a story. Let's meet Mary and Joe. They're the same age and they live in the same city. One day they both happen to witness a trauma and it is intense. They're both really troubled by it. Mary recognizes that it really has impacted her. She's unwell. She's crying. She can't sleep. So she decides to take a few weeks off work. She talks out what happened with her friends and her family, and she even seeks a therapist. Eventually, through conscientious effort and her full participation, she starts sleeping through the night and she gets over the shock. She comes to an understanding about what happens. She comes out the other side with the perception of inspiration and service to others. She decides to set up an organization called Mothers of Drunk Drivers. I don't know the woman who started that. This is my story to demonstrate it. But this, this woman, her heart was opened by that suffering. She was like cracked wide open. And she was so passionate to help others who went through a loss like that. And she wanted to prevent like more human life loss. So Mary took this trauma and she successfully used it to grow, evolve, and use it for the betterment of her own life and other people. Let's look at Joe. He witnessed that same event, witnessed a violent loss of life. He goes home, he gets drunk, goes to work the next day, like business as usual. His work colleague asks, hey, Joe, are you okay? Would you like to take some time off work? Joe responds with a bark, who do you think you're talking to? I'm the boss. I'm fine. I'm over it. Well, this coping attitude continued for several months until Joe successfully buried the loss in his unconscious. No more nightmares. No more drinking. But something changed. He's distant with his wife, no longer the joyful, cheerful man he used to be. He's quiet, morose, is how his wife describes him. Well, Joe's marriage fails. He says to himself, she wasn't there for me. She completely abandoned me. His perception came to be the world was against him, and it only got worse. More got more. So now back to free will, the story of free will. Well, Joe's free will, his right to choose his perception and how we understood what happened, it allowed him to navigate this potentially life-changing, dramatic moment in the way he wanted. But he didn't do it from a conscious self-awareness. He was doing it from reactive pain. And my heart goes out to anyone who went through anything like that. But it doesn't have to turn out like that. They both, in this example, lost a child. Let's look again at Mary. Mary's free will will always allow her to express what she wants. She had the support. She created the support to resolve the pain in that moment. So she didn't develop unconscious prevention. It didn't become unconscious prevention. It actually turned into something quite beautiful and helped a lot of people. 
Now let's get back to doubt and how doubt is involved. Well, remember when we're children, we're open-hearted. We're open to experience. We're freely loving. We are joyful. Jump out of bed, eager to start our day. We had really no belief or view that what we wanted in life wouldn't work out. We didn't doubt ourselves or the world. That is, until life experience and our lack of ability to heal the unconscious scars infused us with worry, fear, and doubt. It's almost like a virus gets in. We don't recognize when the virus gets in. We just notice we're sniffling and sneezing and feeling a bit flu-like. That's the same with negative emotions, whether it's our own negative emotion or another person's fear, worry, or doubt gets in, and it grows in us like a virus. And when our immune system is strong, well, we throw the virus off and we're fine. But when our immune system is weak, when we're under stress, well, those negative emotions then grow and they create doubt and they can shut down hope and possibility. So let's, this is enough about disease of doubt. Let's talk about the antidote, all right? Let's talk about the antidote to doubt. We'll talk about overcoming our experience, our history, so that even if we've had failed attempts or loss, we can move into possibility again. Move into a life without emotional limits where doubt does not dictate our future. We live in, in the moment. We have self-awareness of our abilities, our skills. We've got coping mechanisms to bounce back. Like the, when I was a child in the United States, there was this toy called um, Weebles, Weebles. And my expression, with the way I see it, when I'm hit with some kind of event that didn't go out as, I, as planned, I say you know, to myself, kind of Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. It's like life happens. Loss happens. It's how quickly do we, do we bounce back from that. How quickly do we take the next step to the goal that we want? And it's okay if it takes a day, a few weeks, but I don't want it to be taking years for you. I want you to bounce back. That weeble wobbles, bounces right back. So you're able to navigate and make decisions soon that turn out well for you and for other people involved. What can you contribute if you take advantage of the opportunities that are facing you right now? If you took that very next step on the goal, what would that mean for your life and for other people? Now, it might be, you know, you'll be hearing this, yeah, it's easy for you to bounce back, right? But these things really happened to me. I failed at that, and I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. And I can't lie to myself or pretend they didn't happen. I'm an honest person. I get that you don't want to pretend. But how about this? Try this on for size. Imagine for a moment that you were given a special pen that enabled you to rewrite or reframe any event in your life. This pen enabled you to see the brightest aspects and shed the painful parts. Would you be interested in knowing how to get such a pen? Now, sometimes people who are listening to these podcasts or radio shows like to make notes. Are you possibly holding a pen right now? 
If so, great. If not, I'd like you to get a pen and paper for this life-changing exercise. And I don't say that lightly. It is life-changing. Okay, take that piece of paper, please. And I'd like you to put on the top of that paper, original situation, original situation. Okay, good. Now, I'd like you to write down a memory, something that maybe happened to you recently over the last month or so. Let's not work on something that's really big, like the story of Mary and Joe. Let's work on small frustration. It's easier to learn when we work on something small. And then we kind of build this muscle of reframing and rewriting and creating a new script for our life. Maybe something you've been thinking about. Maybe you said the wrong thing in a conversation or you didn't, you know, step up and, you know, take care of something that you really felt was important. All right. Like you, I'll give you just a few, another moment to write that memory down. Something you'd like to reframe, you'd like to change. All right. Now, I'd like you just to scan through, and you can listen to the recording. I'll be posting it on the schoolofselfrevolution.com blog and more, and also on iTunes. So feel free to listen to this again and, and go at it a slower pace. I just want to give you all that I've got on this subject right now so you can take advantage of the, the joy and upliftment that happens when you release the unconscious scar. Okay, so you're going to read what you wrote. And I'd like you to rate the fulfillment of that moment in time where 10 is fulfilling complete, your needs were filled, and a 1 is, you know, there was loss, pain, suffering, and just frustration, negative emotion, okay? Be honest with your rating. No one's going to look at this paper. Write that rating down. Okay, now step three. Now, if Joe and Mary had access to this process I'm about to show you, it could have helped shorten the length of time that their healing took. And it could have helped them release the loss and the suffering in a more conscious way. I'm not saying this is an instant fix, but it helps us process things out and not only that, but put in there what we really want. And so it's a, a double process. You release the emotion and you put in there a new coping skill and almost like a mini goal. So I'm going to walk you through a little mini meditation. So please don't do this if you're driving. I need you, you know, to close your eyes and I'm going to guide you how to connect with what some people call your true self, your higher self, your wisdom. And let's see if we can release some of the suffering and possibly look at that situation that you wrote down in a new way. Are you ready? Okay. So close your eyes, please, and place your feet flat on the floor. And I'd like you to give yourself just a few moments to disconnect from the outside world. You can pick your problems up in two minutes, right? But let's let them go. And let's pretend everything is all right in the world. And everything's peaceful. And you're very present. So I'd like you to take a deep breath in of peace and calming energy. 
exhale out the earlier part of your day. Feel yourself very present in your body. Picture yourself in a beautiful nature scene. Maybe you're in the mountaintops or you're at the seaside. I'd like you to breathe in that high-quality air. And imagine you can exhale out all your free-floating thoughts, all your concerns, and let it go. Good. Now picture your feet flat on the floor and imagine that you have your own grounding roots, somewhat like a tree. And imagine you could follow one of those roots. Follow it down all the way, all the way to the center of the earth. And you can plant that root in that a circle of light that you see. You plant that root, grounding you, signifying you are there. And it's a powerful root. It takes any resistance that you have in your body and in your cells, anything that is causing you to resist the love and the light into your body and allow it to flow down out your feet into the soil of the earth below. You might feel a bit of tingling as it leaves your body. Very good. Bring your awareness to the center of your chest, right above your heart. And imagine that you can ask a question there and you'll get an answer. And it may be an intuitive answer, maybe a body feeling, maybe you see it visually or you hear something. Whatever it is, it's fine. Now, I'd like you to imagine, you can ask this question, please show me a memory where I felt relaxed, fulfilled, peaceful, maybe even loved. And if nothing comes up, that's fine. This is a trained skill. For some people, it comes easily, and that's wonderful. It's okay if it doesn't. All right. So if you see something, sense something, I'd like you to ask this question. True self, my higher self, where my wisdom is, the part of me that knows what's for my highest and best good, was I aware of your presence in that moment? Were you present? Okay, and if you get a yes, wonderful. If you get nothing, that's fine too. And if you get a no, all that says that you were not consciously aligned with your higher wisdom. And again, that takes training and skill. And it, you definitely can learn that. All right, wonderful. Now, I'd like you to ask, if you got an answer, I'd like you to ask your higher self, what was so troubling about that situation I wrote down? I want you to write down what you get. What was so troubling about that situation? Okay. Now, hopefully you've got a little starter spark. So maybe what was so troubling is I snapped at my uh, husband or wife. And instead of like just giving them a moment to explain what's going on, I snapped. Okay. Now, I'd like you to take that insight, whatever you got, and I'd like you to rewrite that story that you wrote down of what happened, focusing especially on your reaction, your thoughts, and your feelings, making it positive. So you're taking the benefit of hindsight where you are today, and you're changing your reaction. Now, if it feels a bit challenging, that's okay, because it's sometimes 
we get so invested in how we reacted and we make ourselves right. That's just our ego. Our egoic mind does that. But I'd like you to, you want to be happy instead of right. So rewrite that event and release the suffering and bring yourself to wisdom. You make whatever changes, like basically you're going to take out what caused the frustration and put in what would quickly bring it to a 10 in joyful, fulfilling, loving experience. And you'll make those changes on your paper. Now, I'd like you to rate that rewrite that you did. 10 would be very fulfilling, 1 would be frustrating, negative. Now, hopefully you got it to a 10. If not, play with this. You can listen to the recording again and really take this seriously. Pretend you are given the permission to be the creative director and writer of your life and that you can put in a new story, a new perception, and you can directly put it into the storage memory place of your unconscious mind. So by doing that, you are creating a new understanding so that the difficulty of that event is minimized and it becomes replaced over time with higher wisdom. So what you'll do is once you get that to a 10, you're going to imagine you can place a circle of white light, like a bubble of white light around that imaginary scene that you've just written out, like a movie, Place that scene in your hands, in the palm of your hands, and place it into the area above your heart, in the center of your chest. And once you get that to a 10, and it's really fulfilling, and you feel joyful just even thinking about how life would have been if you handled it in that way, and this is your command, and you'll say this, this is how I would like to experience, create, and perceive situations like this. Please make that happen and unfold in ways that are for the highest good of me and of all involved. I've typed that in the chat bar right on the side. So if you'd like to copy that down, you can. Now, how do you feel? What was that exercise like for you? We went through it fast, but again, you can listen to the recording. Do you feel a bit lighter? Most people do. Now, this was a little sampler of one of our self-empowerment exercises. I hope you enjoyed it. And if that resonated with you and you'd like to learn how to do the entire process and go back in time, like the movie Back to the Future portrays so well, remember when Marty McFly meets his father as a teenager and he sees the event that caused him to be timid and weak as a grown adult? He saw his father back down from a fight with a bully. So Marty McFly went backwards in time and he coached and guided his father to take up and take charge of that event and fight. And then magically, when Marty returned to the future, his father's and his own life was completely completely different. His father had a good job. They were living in a large home. His father was happy and confident all because he rewrote that event. Now, if you haven't seen that movie recently, I highly recommend you watch it again because that's what School of Self-Revolution is all about. 
erasing the tapes of history so you have a fresh start. It's not science fiction. It's not magic. Well, some people could say it feels like it. It's knowing how to work with your unconscious mind and create a different future reality. If you'd like to learn how to do the full and complete exercise and also learn how to achieve goals that are empowered by your higher self, your true self, I invite you to try our starter program because there could be something that feels like so exciting, so fulfilling, but a part of you says, well, it's kind of a little difficult where I'm at right now. So what this does is it helps you build the muscle of achievement, of goal achievement, while clearing the stickiness of past failures so you feel lighter, more confident, freeing yourself of that self-sabotaging doubt. And as we wrap up, you know, if this subject resonated with you and you want a more peaceful, productive self, that program that I spoke about, schoolofselfrevolution.com forward slash FMB101-master-the-basics is a great way to start. Gives you an excellent problem-solving skill to get things accomplished and to feel more confident, capable. So we'll wrap up for now, and I'll be leaving you with as much love, light, and unbounded joy that I can transfer to you in this show until we meet again enjoyed our time together remember life experiences may not be changeable but our perceptions are and it is our perception of what happened to us that creates the next future moment